Welcome to TV7 Israel's podcast. We invite you to listen and share our latest content from Israel and the region. Shalom and welcome to Editor's Note. I'm Yair Pinto, and together with me, as always, is TV7 Israel's Editor-in-Chief, Jonathan Hassan. How are you doing? Praise the Lord. It's good to be back. It's really good, really, to be here. And I would like also to tell our viewers that uh, keep asking us uh, on emails and on the comment books that uh, we are back. We have been back with Israel News, you know, daily broadcasts, Monday to Friday, already last week. So uh, we were away for one month because of the finished production schedule, but now we're back full-time with all of our productions. Thank you really much, very much for all of your you know, concerns and questions. Jonathan is here, and I'm here, and the whole team is back to Jerusalem, to the office, and it's good to be here. Absolutely. Uh, we did have a few productions that mm-hmm. we managed to squeeze in. Uh, nevertheless, it, it was a blessing to... Not, I, I didn't relinquish coverage of, of everything, but um, to, to take one step backwards and to study, focus on, on multiple areas, mm-hmm. uh, to also educate myself uh, in multiple arenas, to communicate with uh, many more individuals uh, that I had now the time to do. Mm-hmm. Um, which was also a, a true blessing uh, with new open doors for us also uh, to do so. And uh, we're living in very, very complex times. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, uh, scientifically, the world is turning a lot faster now uh, well, <laughs> than uh, what it uh, uh, used to uh, last year and the year before that. But, you know, it's, it's um, all things aside. God is in control, and uh, we continue to observe. Also, of course, during uh, last month, uh, during July the 15th, Mm -hmm. to be exact, uh, we've been blessed, my wife and I and my son, with another son. Uh, We called him James. Uh, So that was also a a wonderful opportunity to get acquainted Mm -hmm. with our newest family member. And I know that many brothers and sisters uh, who are watching us right now have uh, relayed their congratulations and also have uh, been eager to hear that everything went well. So um, praise God, he's healthy and and my wife is healthy and we're all uh, enjoying less sleeping time, but more quality time. Yeah, definitely. More more family time. Really good. Yeah. So I think we can start the program as we as we always do by thanking God and asking him to join us. So back at home, please join me in prayer. Avinu shebashamayim, toda lecha al atkufa azoti, toda lecha shataytanu, toda lecha shatam mevarechotanu. Our Father in heaven, thank you for this uh, time. Thank you for the ability to come back, you know, from from vacation. Thank you for being with us. Thank you for educating us and for blessing us. We pray that uh, this season will be a, a fruitful season, a season that uh, we like to dedicate to you, that you will work through us, through TV7 Israel, through TFTN, through uh, our ministry here. I will ask uh, for blessings for our team, for health, 
and for our viewers back at home. Bless this program as well. Bless uh, Jonathan and uh, James. He's a new addition to the family. And uh, be with us. B'Shem Yeshua HaMashiach. Amen. And Lord, also, if I may add, uh, Father, that anything that we do will proclaim your name and will serve you and glorify you. And this uh, whole operation that it will um, reflect everything from your word through us to the nations. We give you all glory and praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Yeah, well, Jonathan, how, where can we start? We have so much to, to discuss. Well, obviously, uh, right now, there are a few points that are um, in, in everybody's mind. Mm-hmm. Uh, if we go to the Pacific, of course, it's the situation between uh, China and mm-hmm. the United States. Uh, uh, there is much tension there. Uh, I think there is much miscommunication between both sides. It's not only about strategic competition. It's about not understanding the point of view of the other side. So it's cultural differences? Uh, cultural um, is the basis for everything, mm-hmm. obviously. People are not necessarily the same when we're talking about an individual who grows up in a certain society, in a certain understanding of his culture, of the way um, that he has been taught that reality should look like. And the moment, uh, you know, you you look at the whole um, characteristics of each conflict, uh, much of it has to do with miscommunication, Mm -hmm. with not understanding the other side. Um, And in in many aspects, uh, even though uh, sometimes, uh, you know, there there are, not sometimes, there are always those in leadership who understand quite well the other side and are trying to exploit the naivete of uh, the opponents. Um, the, the reality is that uh, then they will package it in a way that their people will be able to digest it mm-hmm. and then go along with whatever uh, the government thinks is best uh, to uh, increase influence of that nation and increase the ability to uh, gain more resources, the strategic competition, competition about what? It's not only about spheres of influence, it's about minerals. It's about being able to uh, live a life in which stability persists in your country. What we're seeing in Europe, uh, the implications from the Russia-Ukraine war, Mm -hmm. uh, the energy crisis right now we're in the summer it's hot you yeah. know some places i mean we saw what happened last month in london and in paris and amsterdam and everywhere it, it's unbelievable how hot it is most of those areas they don't use air conditioning because yes. they're not used to it mm-hmm. nevertheless during the winters when winter comes you know and winter is coming <laughs> what is going to happen when there's not enough energy to heat up all the houses yes. to heat up all the houses mm-hmm. some of those places they go far be under zero you know yes. what if we suddenly uh, get struck by a very tough winter mm-hmm. governments do not have enough energy 
yes. right now. So they cannot provide their people with enough energy. So suddenly the equations, the, the mindsets are starting to shift. Okay, what do we need to do? How do we need to do things? Mm-hmm. Now, there, there are positive things that are coupled with this, in my point of view, of course. And that is usually when reality strikes, woke idealism needs to be put aside. And mm-hmm. humanity starts to realize that, you know, trying to define things in a certain way because it sounds more enlightened to certain individual has nothing to do with reality. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. so uh, the uh, fundamentals of the conservative camp everywhere and conservatism doesn't contradict liberalism to a certain degree when we're talking about the essence of uh, the liberal, which means uh, the, the personal rights of each individual. But the personal rights of each individual need to be conformed within uh, very specific realities mm-hmm. that are based on biological truths. And this goes far beyond, you know, the whole discussions that I don't even want to go into, you know, uh, people start calling themselves uh, that they are uh, men, women, mm-hmm. and women are men, and all kind of things like that. I, I just don't understand uh, where this is coming from. Um, well, I do. I think it's spiritual, yes. Mm-hmm. And this is pushed spiritually and, and even backed by certain rival governments who see this as a way to weaken the opponents. Mm-hmm. But uh, we won't go into this right now. Uh, yeah, I just want to, to say understand. about uh, about what you talked about the China and the you know power competition. We had a, a program called the Powers in Play, and if you want to go dive deeper into this topic, you can watch it on our website, uh, www.tv7israelnews.com. It's called Powers in Play, once a month or twice a month sometimes with Amir Oren, and that's where you can you know really focus on the Powers in Play in the world. Indeed. Sorry, so I just month, wanted to let. Uh, in July, we still had Powers in Play. Um, yeah broadcast and uh, that was specifically about China mm-hmm. of course that mm-hmm. happened last month things developed since then uh, with uh, the US House Speaker traveling to Taiwan yes the whole discussion about very interesting you know this matter of, of sovereignty one China versus um, a reality in which Taiwan which provides the chips it's the manufacturer yeah. uh, for most of the chips of the United States military well, also for, for cars, also for computers, for, for a lot. many things. Yes. But when we're talking about competition, mm-hmm. um, you know, if, if uh, cars ca- can run on other things than chips, even though this is not necessarily um, where humanity wants to Yeah, everything to, becomes computerized. Indeed. Yes. Uh, nevertheless, when we're talking about uh, the ability to protect the United States, mm-hmm. Taiwan is crucial. And therefore... Um, the United States, even if it wants to back down, it cannot back down. Mm-hmm. And this is a, a very concerning situation where we could see this evolve into something else. But let's move to areas which are not less concerning, specifically to Israel. Of course, we have the Iran aspect of things. Mm-hmm. But let's start with tensions on, on our southern border. Mm-hmm. When we're looking at the Gaza Strip, Right now, um, tensions emerged in, in last week when uh, the Operation Wavesbreaker, 
yeah. which we're speaking about. We spoke recently. about it um, for a long time, since March. Since March, uh, when uh, the first terrorist attacks occurred. Mm -hmm. uh, even though the first terrorist attacks that occurred back then were not related to the Palestinian Islamic Jihad, uh, which is an Iranian proxy, they were related specifically uh, to the Islamic State or sympathizers with the mm -hmm. Islamic State who sought mm -hmm. to make a, a difference from uh, their perspective. Um, and they pledged allegiance to a leader who was a subsequently already killed uh, by the United States in northwestern mm -hmm. Syria. When we're looking at the whole picture of this right now, Israel utilized back then the public sentiments of the necessity to protect and uh, the, the international backing, <coughs> excuse me, to do so, and in cooperation, uh, not cooperation, coordination, and to a lesser degree cooperation with the Palestinian Authority, mm -hmm. they launched Operation Wavesbreaker. Yes. So whatever the Palestinian Authority might say, uh, whether they protest it or not, they are partaking in this intelligence-wise, mm -hmm. touching base on various elements, because in Jenin, uh, which is a camp, it used to be a refugee camp, today it's uh, buildings yes. and, and uh, there are plenty of structures there. It uh, is infested by uh, the Islamic Republic of Iran. Their elements mm -hmm. have convinced many local families to uh, join the Palestinian Islamic Jihad, which is both funded, trained, uh, and also directed by the Iranians. So it's an interest of the Palestinian uh, of the PLO, basically. Of uh, the Palestinian Authority. Yeah. Of course, the PLO is the oversight uh, organization, which mm -hmm. ultimately aims to reclaim, uh, in their opinion, even though reclaiming is not the right definition because they never controlled the area. Yeah. But uh, it's called the Palestine Liberation Organization. It's a different. Um, topic altogether. Uh, people can read about what the PLO means mm -hmm. and where it derives from. Uh, but when we're looking at the Palestinian Authority, it lost control. Its security forces lost control in Jenin, in most of the northern sectors of the West Bank. So they asked Israel for help, or they asked. This is a, a joint interest for both Israel There is a joint interest. On the one hand, Palestinian Authority Chairman uh, Mahmoud Abbas. Uh, he is the so-called Palestinian president of yes. the uh, UN observer state, uh, which uh, was uh, recognized as an observer. Uh, Palestine, he is um, considered to be a moderate from Israeli perspective, and he cooperates with Israel on mm -hmm. multiple levels. Without Israel, he doesn't exist. Yeah. Okay. Meaning he will be assassinated or will be, you know, taken down? What? Uh, assassinated uh, or uh, there will be a power struggle mm -hmm. um, between the different elements. He's just a consensus because Yasser Arafat, his predecessor, was the one who designated him to be his successor. I see. So there is still respect for the one who designated him and therefore the Fatah Committee, which is the powerful committee, uh, from uh, his faction uh, remains the most powerful one in the West Bank, and therefore they still honor that request by uh, following Mahmoud Abbas. Yes. After Mahmoud Abbas, there'll be chaos. God knows what will happen. Uh, there are concerns. By also uh, saying that he's the Palestinian president, he's not 
the president of Hamas and the Gaza Strip. So that's like well, uh, half of know, the Palestinian population under a different... There was a, uh, a coup. Uh, yeah. You know, some say that the Hamas made the coup against Fatah. Mm -hmm. uh, the truth is, in 2006, Hamas was the one who won the elections. True. Fatah didn't want to make a transfer of power, and therefore Fatah technically, uh, which is the Palestinian Authority as mm -hmm. we know it today in, in the West Bank, they are the ones who did the coup, okay, to try and um, prevent Hamas from taking office. Of course, this was backed or not necessarily backed, it was supported mm -hmm. by the West, it was supported by Israel, uh, because nobody wants uh, the offshoot of the Muslim Brotherhood yes. in Gaza and elsewhere to take hold of, of power, not in, in Gaza Strip, not in anywhere else. Um, for the same reason, when the Muslim Brotherhood tries to take hold of power in Egypt, Mm -hmm. Everybody was surprised that at the time the Obama administration supported the Muslim Brotherhood. They said, how is this possible? You know what their sentiments are. They are doing plenty of things in order to mm -hmm. um, try and claim, you know, global dominance. There are offshoots of, of the Muslim Brotherhood's backers, countries like Qatar, um, Turkey, the EKP mm -hmm. in Turkey, the EKP in Morocco, even though... The king controls everything, so the AKP in Morocco is uh, less significant. Nevertheless, those are Muslim Brotherhood um, parties, mm -hmm. which have Islamist ideologies, and they back plenty of political figures, officials in the West as well. They have planted them there for their ideological reasons. By the way, Adha Wahiri, mm -hmm. uh, the leader of Al-Qaeda, who was uh, successfully killed, Thank God he was a, a terrible uh, individual who had um, thousands of people, their blood on his hands, yeah. on his hands. Their, their blood was crying from, from his hands. Um, he was an Egyptian, mm -hmm. uh, an Egyptian who initially was a member of the Muslim Brotherhood. Mm -hmm. After he was caught and captured and this and that, he did not want to listen anymore to the Muslim Brotherhood and he wanted to take the things up a notch and launched the Egyptian Islamic Jihad, like I the see. Palestinian Islamic Jihad. That's why, by the way, and this is quite ironic, Ada Wahiri, who was a deputy of bin Laden, had direct ties to the Islamic Republic of Iran. Mm -hmm. Okay, and, and they had cooperation, and uh, Iran had interests that Al-Qaeda in Yemen, for instance, would be bolstered in order to fight Saudi Arabia. So everything is connected. Everything has uh, multiple angles to it. So does the Muslim Brotherhood also send their agents or representatives to European countries, uh, the United Absolutely. States? Yes? Absolutely. There are people in, in uh, Congress mm -hmm. okay, who have direct links to the Muslim Brotherhood. Um, you can imagine who they are. Mm -hmm. uh, but the Muslim Brotherhood has a lot of money. And it supports um, uh, various institutions, various uh, academic institutions. And uh, I remember uh, listening to a lecture by, uh, at the time, Secretary of State Mike Pompeo, mm -hmm. uh, who previously was the director of the CIA. He identified those links 
uh, and the significant funds being poured into not only from the Muslim Brotherhood, but also from China, from Iran, from elsewhere, in order to uh, change the the attitude of the students. The moment you control the education system, ah, you're okay. able to convince people within government later, because those people go to government, that they should support certain narratives mm -hmm. of certain countries that ultimately provide those countries added value. Mm -hmm. Now, Mike Pompeo spoke about this as a man of authority. So, you know, it's, it's not a matter of... of um, an unheard of conspiracy. No, this is an issue that the United States is dealing with day in, day out. Mm -hmm. They're warning institutions. They are uh, touching base on those institutions as much as possible uh, because, you know, one of the main issues is students are very easy to recruit to intelligence agencies. Mm -hmm. Many of those uh, students are recruited and then are utilized for different reasons. Um, so many times, for instance, in Turkey, when they incarcerated 10 um, Palestinians who tried to attack uh, uh, Israelis at mm -hmm. one point um, uh, or covering, you know, gathering intelligence on Hamas or this or that, those were Palestinian students. Mm -hmm. uh, many of those uh, being incarcerated are usually students because they're also the easiest to disguise. Yes. So uh, there is a lot of, of uh, issues from that perspective. Uh, nevertheless, uh, you know, when, when we're looking, coming back to our sector, Wastebreaker is a very significant operation in which Israel is uh, day in, day out. Just this last week, more than 150 were apprehended, wow. members of the Palestinian Islamic Jihad. Those were 150 militants. Yes, with Just weapons last week. and uh, munitions and stuff like that in their weapons, houses. Munitions, money. Uh, have been trained, have been uh, taught to gather intelligence, wow. uh, networking, all kind of things. And this just in one week. Yeah, just imagine that each one of them can do a terror attack or and can cause like havoc. In, yeah, so in we've been speaking about, and this is because we try to, uh, you know, pinpoint what uh, the institutions are speaking about. But the military entrenchment of Iran doesn't only happen in Syria. Mm -hmm. It doesn't only happen in Lebanon. It happens also in the West Bank. It happens in Gaza. They are in Gaza. It happens in uh, the, the Arab communities here in Israel. It happens within Jewish communities in Israel. Wow. There were ultra-Orthodox, anti-Zionist, ultra-Orthodox individuals who have been apprehended over the course of the last years because they were caught communicating with Iran, specifically mm -hmm. trying to relay information to the Iranians about what is where and all kind of things like that. Now, of course, we know that they don't really have a lot of information. But in the same way that Israel uh, is successfully penetrating Iran's institutions, Iran is desperately trying to reciprocate by infiltrating Israel and then yes. challenging Israel the day a war breaks out. So we need to understand this is a chess game, yeah. okay? The game uh, of chess, uh, if all of us uh, are familiar with that, the first moves do not entail attacks necessarily. They're the pawns moving forward, uh, changing, Placing the positioning, horse, positioning yeah, everything. The, troops, the moment we position everything, this is the stage we're in.
Mm-hmm. Okay, this is the stage we're in. Also, vis-a-vis Russia and the United States, China and the United States, and and the West for that matter, because the United States um, somewhat has that connectivity. Yeah. Of course, we we don't have time to go into all of this story, but this is uh, just to show that the moment Israel last week incarcerated the specific senior official from the Palestinian Islamic Jihad. Mm-hmm. Um, the leader of the Palestinian Islamic Jihad traveled to Tehran to meet with the top diplomat of the Islamic Republic, Hassan Amir Abdullahian. Mm-hmm. They communicated to coordinate to say, okay, who's, this who's, is... Who's going to replace? This is what's this happening. This is an Iranian investment. Yeah. Okay, and the, now the PIJ, the Palestinian Islamic Jihad in Gaza, they promised retribution, as we know. Yes. You know so uh, there's a lot of this going on, and we need to try and understand the map to uh, wait to see where the first spark is going to happen and where this may lead to. Yes, definitely. Well, as we said, time is running short, but I would really like you to give a little bit of uh, an update and prayer points for our viewers. You know, I know that uh, this week you are going to be in uh, Hungary and in Finland recording another episode of Europa Stands. I mean, that's a really important, I think, prayer point for our viewers, for you and for the content and for the guests. But maybe two more prayer points for our viewers. So, yeah, I'll uh, I'll be here for the news tomorrow, after which I'll travel mm-hmm. uh, to Hungary, uh, meeting with officials there and, and other uh, places. Uh, please keep us, uh, keep mm-hmm. me in prayer, but keep also the team in prayer as I continue also to cover and to write the news and to do everything in, in coordination. You'll be here mm-hmm. sitting in for me, of course, reading the news. Um, I, I think it's, it's always important that... God's will will be done, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. as we always uh, know, the Lord taught us on earth as it is in heaven. uh, May he grant us uh, clarity, Mm -hmm. knowledge, Mm -hmm. wisdom, and understanding to really walk in his footsteps and to uh, hear and heed his words. Um, And another point uh, also to pray for provision. Mm -hmm. Uh, Everything, uh, of course, costs money, but prices are going up. Uh, and uh, we need to accommodate those costs. Mm-hmm. So if the Lord lays on the hearts of our uh, brethren and sister in at home to support us, I think that's also um, very important, not only by giving, but also by praying. Yeah. Uh, both angles are um, sustaining us and keeping us uh, energized to keep going. Definitely. Forward. No, thanks, Jonathan. And I really, really believe that we are always seeking God's will. And our vision here is to, you know, preach the truth uh, of Bible truth and the news, what's going on in Israel to the nations. And we hope that we can reach more people with more programs. Mm. But this is all the time that we have uh, for today. So really, thank you, Jonathan. I appreciate you, Yair. And uh, I I think one more point, Mm -hmm. Um, pray for all the body. Uh, there is much persecution occurring in the Middle East, and I think that our uh, family, our TV7 family, mm-hmm. needs to join in prayer for uh, those who are crying out to the Lord for help. Definitely. Thank you, Jonathan. My pleasure. And thank you back at home, and we'll see you again for another episode of Editor's Note next time. Thank you for joining us in another TV7 Israel podcast. For more content, visit our website at tv7israelnews.com or follow us on social media.